Hello and welcome to Evenings with Anne. A 10 minute drive from where my daughter lives is a town where my husband and I stayed for a while. Driving to and from our daughters, I noticed an old stone church perched on the hillside. The spire regularly drew my attention. It was like a beacon inviting me to come into God's presence once in a while and remember him. Well, one day Dale and I walked to a park that happened to be very close to this stone church. We went into the park and found ourselves on a main path with a wooded area on one side. We chose to take a little path that wound its way through the wood. Suddenly, the thicket of trees ended and we were there in the back of the church grounds. But instead of delight, I experienced a deep sadness, more like grief. My eyes rested on a derelict church. It seemed this church had closed its doors many years ago. The stonework was crumbling. Roof slates had slipped and some had fallen on the ground. A large rusty chain with large padlock barred entry through a back door. Grass and saplings grew from the back wall through gaps in the stonework. A sapling even grew from the church spire. Weeds with beautiful purple flowers carpeted the ground from where we stood all the way to the wall, reaching up to the windowsills. And um, sheets of grey metal covered every window. Tall oak trees bordered this property, their leafy branches extending toward the church. Later, we walked past the front of this neglected building and saw a for sale sign. Not far from it was another sign that would previously have shown the church's name and service times, but it swung on rusty hinges and all the paintwork had long since corroded away. Now irrelevant to its community, People pass this building every day and don't even notice it. Not only that, many have abandoned the traditions that it represents. Does this mean current generations no longer seek spiritual fulfilment? No longer yearn for meaningful and abundant life? No, I don't think so. What I love about Jesus is that he's not limited by stone structures or by religious forms and traditions and rituals. He meets people where they are, in the ordinary activities of their everyday lives, because he's more interested in their relationship with God. This is what he said. This, the time is coming, in fact it has come, when what you're called won't matter and where you worship won't matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for 
those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in worship. God is sheer being, spirit. Those who worship him must do it in their very being, their spirits, their true selves, in adoration. Author Calvin Miller says that down where skin creams and oils can't penetrate, the body must sometimes reckon with strong judgments. Then the deep issues of life hold final sway over all things surface. He goes on to say that there in our inmost being, we discover that our hearts are not chambers, but portals. We have but to climb the portal of our hearts, lay the, our hand on the latch and enter into our hidden rendezvous with God. God's people are in a time of change. Old structures of worship and connecting with spiritual meaning are falling away. For you personally, things that once defined and gave meaning to your life may be passing. I pray that when things you value start to crumble and life becomes uncertain, may God give you a firm foundation. May Jesus' words keep your faith strong. May spirit-breathed prayer bring you into God's presence. May your life be founded on God's love. May the three-in-one give you peace founded on his power. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.